The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. We're back. Welcome to the five count. The new and improved five count. Is it improved? Yeah, much improved. Like in what sense? Listen to your voice. Yeah, I sound like a real hunky dude, I guess. Very hunky. But that's not improved. I've sounded like that since probably third grade. That's true. But now you look the part. What did I look like before, Ton? Just curious. Um, like standard hunk rather than real hunky dude. Wow standard hunk level i can't imagine what an improved ton would be do they even have a word for that why don't you just call up Shilbill and ask him because he loves you he like like likes you i don't blame him man crush that's what we call it speaking of men crushes tons here finally i know that's the only thing anyone ever waits for these days hey when's that show coming on you know with ton and that other fat guy and it's like It'll be here soon. Just hold your horses or your, in my case, your bun cakes. I've never heard anyone say that. I've only heard people say, when's that show on with Ton and that other real hunky dude? That's all I hear. But they still don't know my name. Super hunk. That's what I'm saying, Ton. There's still a level of disrespect there. Well, there's some I'm not just for looks. I'm not a piece of meat. I've heard some people, females included, call you the Super D. That's something to be said right there. Yeah, I guess you're right. This bed music is amazing. Hey, Barb, I appreciate you saying that, calling me Super D. Super and, D. Um, uh, our bed music will be even better than this. This is awesome. This is really good. Uh, Ton, we've got a big show tonight, in case did, you're wondering. Did you say something about bunt cakes? Yeah. That's real nice. i got to just share this quick story. Okay. My daughter and I, this morning, before we went to daycare, before I brought her to daycare, uh-huh. we started a band. Called the Bunt Cakes? No, it's called Hold On To Your Butts. She came up with that. And we are already working on the single. It's called Thorn In Your Backside. Is this a country western band? No, it's solid rock and roll. She only rocks. So you do most of the rolling. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's like a Motorhead kind of feeling. Did Motorhead do a lot of songs about butts? Well, it's like Motorhead mixed with, um, I don't know, Twisted Sister maybe. 
kind of like that kind of feeling. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really get it put a I don't know put like a label on it. We're just starting. It's hold on to your butts. But twist it. Is this an excuse for you to wear all that rouge? A little bit. I thought so. And she's gonna have like a tutu on. You know, it's fine. Ton, speaking of tutus, um, I don't know if I have one in your size, but we do have a big show tonight. Two exclusive interviews with rock and rollers. You might want to hold on to your butt. I'm, dude, I'm ready to hold on to my butt. Well, listen to this, Ton. First of all, we've got a guy named Terry Leroy. He's from a band called Granny Four Barrel. Granny Four Barrel? Yeah. That sounds awesome. They got a new song out called The Art of Deception. Dude, that sounds equally awesome. And he's in another band called Leroy 13, and they did a cover of Ronnie James Dio's uh, Stand Up and Shout. Wow. Remember that song? Yeah, sort of. You should download it. All the proceeds go to the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Fund. I'll have to check it out. We're trying to do our part here on the five count. Very good. Guess who else we got on the show? No idea. Guitar player, his name is Damon Johnson. He was in a band called Brother Kane. Remember them? You know that song about uh, having no shame? And Ton's got no one to blame. Remember that song? I don't remember it. Do you remember the And Fool Shine On? Yes. You probably listened to that in art class, like back in ninth grade. Shine On. Yeah, I remember that. He's on the show. Yeah. Awesome. He's in a new band called Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. That makes sense. So we got two exclusive interviews tonight. How do you like that? I like it. Sounds great, man. Well, you're going to have to because we're already like six minutes in, so learn to live with it. Learn to love it. Guess what, Ton? I got a whole bunch of these sent to me. Wow. It's a book called Austin 316. 316 facts and stories about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Can I look at it? Yeah, you can look at it. Because yesterday was 316. Actually, this is Saturday, but it's, it's really Wednesday. Yeah. Because we record this in advance, and Ton's like, hey, I want to record the show on St. Patrick's Day, because I'm so Irish, it hurts. Wow. And I said, fine, that's fine. And here's a book about Stone Cold Steve Austin. We this could, is crazy. We could give those away if you want. Remember we used to do that? Political stunners. The king of improv. Let us know if uh, we could take callers, but we can't take uh, like giveaway callers. Wow. You could be on the show, though by the time you hear this, it might be too late. But I did put out some feelers out there saying, hey, if you want to be on the show, you could call us. Because now we're taking like live phone calls. This is crazy. A Stone Cold Christmas. Rhodes Scholar. I knew I shouldn't have given you that book right now. A Hard Place for Rock. This is interesting. So, huh. Yeah. Huh is right. It was an accident. Stone Cold comments on Mr. McMahon's in-ring accident after firing off a toy gun with a scroll that pops out saying, Bang, 316. Ton, you know what? I shouldn't have given you that book because you can't start a new book, Ton. You haven't finished your RoboCop novella. Oh, you're right. I got to finish Remember you did like the first 15 chapters and then you just like, for some reason, went out to lunch for a year and a half? Because we didn't have a good way to record it. But now that we have this board, I can be back in action, baby. Wow. This book looks awesome. Well, you can keep that. They sent me like five copies for some reason. Cool. Are you giving them away to anybody else? I don't know if anybody cares or listens or you haven't scared them off yet. You can call up the number 507-519-2030. Ton would be like, uh, hey, 
uh, how you doing out there? And then the listeners are like, yikes, can you hear that guy's traps? I'm out of here. Nice. <laughs> wow. Just hear my traps in the breeze? Just listen real close. <laughs> listen to them trapezes. Wow. wow. I know. Serious. It's a serious deal, Ton. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got uh, mailbag questions, five-count hotline, voicemails from people who were too nervous to be on the show but still wanted you to know that they're alive. I love that. And uh, I don't know. We've got those interviews. Ton's got a real cool shirt. You look like um, maybe somebody from that 70s show. Yeah. I got a very flowery shirt on right now. It's fine. I enjoy it. Is that the shirt you wore to your dad's wedding? Actually, it's my backup shirt these days, and uh, I'm wearing it because uh, my wife didn't wash my clothes over the weekend, which, you know, that's fine with me. It just would be nice if you said something when you normally wash them, and then if you're not able to, you just say something, you know, just say like, hey, wasn't able to get to your clothes, and I'd be like, no problem, I'll do it all myself, it's fine. No problems. Hey, if you want to do tons of laundry, play your cards right. Give us a call. Give me a call. 507-519-2030. He won't hear it until later, but, uh, you know, it's a good start. It is. Got to get your foot in the door. It's a great start. And by door, I mean, uh, well, you know. And laundry's only an option. I mean, you don't have to. I've already, just for the record, I've offered to my wife for me to do my own laundry many, many times, to which I get turned down, but then she still doesn't do it. So maybe it's a big joke on me. I don't know. Ah, oh, ton. You crack me up. Hey, we got a text message from your pal John in New Ulm. Oh, really? What does it say? If the ton wanted to see a movie with Dustin and Dustin was busy, which wrestler would ton like to see the movie with? Otis or the Big E? Or question mark? John New Ulm. What up? I'm going to go with question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Who's that? The guy that Jim the Anvil Nightheart, remember when he was question mark for like a week or something? Yeah. Did that You'd want to go to the movies with Jim the Anvil Maybe. Nightheart? Yes, dude. Jim the Anvil Nightheart? That would be awesome. But what uh, what purpose would that serve? You don't really like sit and talk about the Hart Foundation and how Danny Davis was like in their back pocket. You got to sit and watch the movie, don't you? Yeah. Well, well, it depends on the movie. It depends on how things are going. You know what I'm saying? If somebody slips a hand on somebody's thigh or whatever, it gives a little in to start a little conversation. If you know what I'm talking about. I feel like Jim, the Anvil Nightheart would deflate your thigh. <laughs> he would dude. He would. Can you imagine the grip strength of that guy? Wow. Wow is right. No, I don't know. I think I would go to the movies with, like, The Rock. He seems like a fun guy to just do anything with, probably. What movie would you see? Don't care. Would Any you see movie. one of Rock's movies? Sure, I'd watch one of his Would you see uh, Doom? Yeah. Remember when you bought Doom on DVD? Yeah, I do. And you tried to tell me that it was really great, and I said, uh, no thanks. I don't recall telling you that it was really great, but I do recall hoping that it was going to be really great and then i recall watching it and that is all that's quite a story ton thank you so much for sharing that you're welcome hey let's play a song or five and then we'll come back and we'll get to some of these interviews and find out what makes ton tick let's do it
Hi, this is Bill Duke, and you're listening to The Five Count. And never count The Five Count out, because it's that great. You best believe I'm in love, L-U-V.
good dancer? What do you mean if you're a good dancer? Well, how do we dance? Hello, this is Timo Tolki of Extra Towards. You listen to Five Count in Minnesota, United States of America. Take care of yourself in these crazy times.
And we're back. Oh, yeah. Why would you give us sad trumpets I on I pushed that? the wrong button, ton. Oh, it's brand new equipment. Just get it together. I'm sorry. You've just, been using that line on your woman for years. Can well, you just still figure works. it out? Don't blow it for me. Oh, well. I've got her convinced that 40 seconds is like beyond average. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And by that, I mean the amount of time you listen to the five count before you say, eh. Yeah. We're it's new equipment. Up. It's new equipment. <laughs> We're working, on, working the kinks out. Don, welcome back, by thank the way. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. It's really great to see you. We've got a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, Terry Leroy from Granny Four Barrel. Yes. Damon Johnson from Brother Kane. Yes. I feel like we're uh, maybe almost too much tonight it's too much stuff too much rocking we sound so great and there's so much rocking that you almost can't handle it can ton handle it i can handle it can his bowels take the rock i think they can hey we got a voicemail ton somebody left a message for you really at the uh, five count hotline 519 oh. 507-519-2030 they're like uh you know what I'm going to practice. I'm going to write down what I'm going to say. I'm going to practice it all day in the bathroom mirror, and then I'm going to call, and I'm going to record it. Well, I called a few times and hung up, but finally, after about four hours of pacing, I decided I was really going to do it this time, and I left a message for Ton, and then I hung up, and then I sat and listened to my heart beat out of my chest for another two hours. Wow. I was so nervous. That sounds really intense. Well, we, you have we that effect on people, Ton. Do I really? Well, I don't know, I guess. I'm kind of jaded, maybe, because I see you every day for the last 28 years. Do you want to hear it? Kind of sad for some reason. Feels sad. Listen, Ton. This is from uh, Nikki Strasamanon. All right, let's hear it. Hey, it's Nikki. Mm, strange days. Strange days indeed. Sorry, I can't say that without saying it. <laughs> uh, most peculiar, Mama. Anyway. I was listening to another podcast on Spotify, and I had it at 1.2 speed. And when that was over, I went back to the five count one. Forgot I had it on that, but it started. <laughs> it was about the part where Ton was talking about his sticker collection. Holy cow! You should go back and listen to listen to him being so excited <laughs> talking about his sticker collection at fast speed. He sounded like an excited little girl. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Bye. Done. First of all, Nikki, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you listen oh, to another geez. podcast? Yeah, that was the part that I instantly uh, picked up on and took offense to. Yes. Yeah, Other podcasts? Other podcasts, Nikki? Come on. I thought you were trying to make your way through every episode of this show. I think she did already, actually. That's, uh, you need to maybe stop listening to podcasts altogether. That Go out and meet someone. <laughs> Try something new. Get back on track wow. with your life. Ton is just sick. I'm sick of it. Your nonsense is giving him some sort of head cold. Licking. 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 From licking stuff. Listen, Nikki. I was just, that was a little mashup there. Licking, I- Nissy. <laughs> 
Um, I'm so glad that you got some entertainment out of that. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't realize that I sound like such a Nancy before, but hopefully now that we have the new board and a bunch of processing and beautiful new microphones. Actually, they're old microphones that I sound hunky once again. I got another message from her talking about stickers. Did you really? Like, I think she wants to come in and compare sticker collections. Oh, dude, I'd have to find my old book. You were pretty excited. I really was. I do like sticker collections, except now it's really odd. My daughter gets stickers from everywhere. Just people like cards have sheets of stickers in them. Every magazine, like children's books come with stickers now, which I had no idea. You're just, it's just overload of stickers. And I'm kind of like, it doesn't even seem cool anymore because it's not, it, you just have stickers everywhere. There's not even like an excitement about getting a new sticker or deciding what that is. Somebody gave her a book. It's like, it's like, like a 200 page book and has just gazillions of stickers of emojis and poop signs and man, it's popsicles and whatever. And it's like, what the heck? What do you even do? So then you just end up with stickers everywhere. There's stickers on the carpet, on the furniture, on the table, on me. She'll just do that once in a while. Here, Daddy, here's a sticker. It makes you think of me all day. And I'm like, that's really sweet. But where do I put it next to the other 200 stickers on my sweater? So you feel like that kind of cheapens the effect of the sticker. It does. Because when you were a kid. Yeah. How often did you get a sticker? Maybe when you got like 100% on a paper. Yeah. Or you went to the dentist. Yeah, maybe. And that's about it. And the dentist was dumb, too, because you just literally you literally got like a smiley face sticker of any varied color, like red, orange, yellow, green, blue. That was it. Purple. I thought all the stickers had like teeth on them, like living, smiling cartoon teeth. Not mine. I don't remember that. I literally remember just circular smiley faces. You must have went to the poor kid's dentist. Absolutely. So you probably didn't get like any uh, cool stickers or anesthesia or fluoride or anything. No, you're correct. I didn't get any of that until I was like 30 something years old. And then I I finally left the dentist because I had such a horrific experience. And then I realized that my dentist was practicing like it was the 1920s. But now by that point, you don't even have your own original teeth anymore. So you can't really appreciate the step up. No, I had the same crappy ones. And They're just going, in a jar or something. Since going to the new place, they were like, oh, yeah, we've uh, we've met a few people that, that went to that dentist. And now we're going to have to really have a tough conversation. Man, is that dentist still out there? No. You retired. Good. Don't need something like that. You retired. It was really something. Man. Look at Tom, besides the ones that he's had fixed that he's turned into like uh, gold Joe Pesci uh, grill teeth. Yeah, yeah. The other ones are like they kind of look like a cross between rotten apples and Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah, kind of like that. But I mean, they still work, so it's fine. Just very sensitive. Every time Ton eats dinner and takes a bite, he cries. Mm-hmm. That's my life, though. It's what I'm used to. I'll get over it. Hey, at least you got that sticker. Yeah, so back to the stickers. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Dust, but when when we were kids, when I was a kid, I'm a little bit older than you. You're like only 18 years older than me. 
you would get stickers from like a vending machine. So you'd pay like a dime or a quarter or whatever to get a sheet of stickers also. And those stickers were ultra cool. You could get the puffy stickers. You could get scratch and sniff stickers, all kinds of stuff. So that's where it was really cool for me when I'd go somewhere and then my mom would let me get a new sheet of stickers. And when, when I say a sheet, I mean like a very small sheet that had maybe four stickers on it or something. Like each member of the A-team. Yeah, exactly. I have A-team stickers. And I had Knight Rider stickers and Michael Jackson stickers. But Michael Jackson, it was like you got one sticker for the same price as the other stuff that you got four. You'd only get uh, one. That's understandable. Yeah, you'd only get one MJ. Or just like his feet on the tiptoes, you know what I mean? Like the... Um, oh, sure. Like the Moonwalk. What is the album I'm trying to... Why can't I think of that right now? Like Billie Jean. Like the Billie Jean kind of symbol. You gotcha. Know, where he's on his tiptoes and then the, the line's coming off of it. But that's a really cool sticker, dude. That's like an awesome, that was an amazing sticker to have. And then scratch and sniffs were amazing. I get like a pickle. I would scratch that thing. I would just scratch it until it's gone. Just sniffing the pickle. And I had other ones. <laughs> that's Tun's childhood. Just had, hanging out by himself in his room, sniffing the pickle. Somebody brought me a really awesome sheet of scratch and sniffs that were little circular ones. And they were like. Like the Colorado pine forest, and it smelt like pine trees. Do they smell different in Colorado compared to other places? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I thought so as a kid. It's different know, times back then, you know? We have a YouTube video where you went through your sticker collection, which um, sadly is the only way that I saw them because we were doing the show at the time, and yeah. then you, I couldn't really see them very well, and then you immediately packed them up and blew Dodge. I was gone. Never got to actually even look at them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know. Well, since I since that was relatively recent, I probably had the book around somewhere. Just saying. Can bring it in. So I've been wanting to get my daughter a book, but then I'm like, I don't do it because I feel like it's pointless because her sticker collection is really just like everywhere. She sticks them everywhere. Like that doesn't, that's not even fun anymore. Well. Like, I'm sorry, your sticker spoiled. What can I do? I can't, there's no reversing it now. It's too late. Sticker spoiled. It's a bummer. Just like you're never going to get the satisfaction that your father had of hanging out on a nice warm afternoon, sitting under a shady tree with a lemonade, scratching and sniffing a pickle. That's right. That's right. That ship has sailed. It's sailed big time long ago. Well, Ton, uh, we've got to move on here and sail our ship as well we've got two interviews we got to get to here really two exclusive interviews two of them uh terry Leroy, singer for granny four barrel awesome also Leroy 13 he's in two bands two bands let's hear all about it shall we yes it's uh terry Leroy here on the five count we are joined on the phone today by singer terry Leroy. he's uh, got a new uh, group out called Leroy 13 also might know him from his uh, group, Granny Four Barrel, but uh, the Leroy 13 group has a new single out, Stand Up and Shout. Hey, Terry, how's it going today? I'm doing great. How about you? I am excellent. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out with me today. Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, the new group you've got here, uh, Leroy 13? How did that come about? So that came about, uh, that's a 
collaboration born out of the pandemic right there. <laughs> it was uh, my band, uh, Granny Four Barrel, had played a show in L.A. last year, well, pre-pandemic, a little over a year ago, um, two Novembers ago. And um, we, uh, Wendy Deal was at that show, and we played the song Stand Up and Shout. And she, she loved the song and invited us to play uh, for some 2020 events for, uh, the charity stand up and shout, uh, Ronnie, you know, R- ride for Ronnie. And there were a few other things that were going to happen for that. And of course they all got canceled because of the pandemic. So we were still in, um, Ronnie Dio mode, ready to, you know, just do something for the charity. And since nobody could tour or do anything live, I was like, I called up my friend, David Bendis, the producer. And I said, Hey, we- let's let's do a cover let's let's what do you think about doing that and donating the proceeds to charity and he thought it was a great idea and so we we just started to uh he had some ideas to round up some all-star players for it um so it was just like a separate thing from my band i was like yeah let's just do like a separate you know start this as a one-off and see what happens and uh, if it turns into something cool great but at least we'll have this awesome cover and we'll donate 100 percent of the proceeds to the charity that is awesome all the money are going to uh, the do cancer fund and uh a bit of a super group in a way can you tell the listeners a bit about who you're playing with yes absolutely yeah these guys are great so we've got uh will will hunt and troy mclawhorn from evanescence and then we have aaron Pauley, who is currently the singer of mice and men but he used to be the bass player of mice and men so he's playing bass on this um, and then we've got a guitar player out of Detroit by the name of Sammy Baller, B-O-L-L-E-R. And he's this shredder, you know, phenom guitar player. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great lineup. Great guys. And I imagine, um, as a singer, uh, Ronnie James Dio, he's got to be uh, on your, on your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Ronnie's, he's for sure at the top of the list for me. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those old school guys that I love the, you know, the old classic rock singers, Dickinson, Halford, Jeff Tate, but Ronnie Dio is, he's at the top of the list. Um, I love the operatic style. It's, it's something that I, you know, I've always aspired to, you know, try to do well. And, uh, he's always my go-to Ronnie's like, uh, whenever I, whenever I need to warm up, it's like, okay, let's pick a Dio song. <laughs> <laughs> I know maybe the average person out there, if they're not a fan of this kind of music, might not uh, realize, but a lot of the, the metal guys and, you know, especially uh, Dio, you know, with the hearing aid sessions and, you know, now with you guys uh, doing this for the cancer fund and a lot of charity work uh, from the metal guys. Yeah. Well, you know, it feels good. Um, I, it, it really does. It's just, you know, and cancer, you know, hits close to home for me and I know a lot of people. So, um, you know, we got we put out a great track. I feel very proud of it, and uh, and the cause is amazing. So, will you guys maybe release any more music under uh, the Leroy Thirteen? I I think we will. Uh, so, not sure if it'll be the exact same lineup, but I do know that uh, I will be playing with Troy and Will. Um, we've been talking ever since. In fact, Troy, excuse me, Will has uh, just laid down some drum tracks on some original music that we've been working on for a while. Um, it was just music written. Maybe it was for granny four barrel. Maybe it was for another project, but we've got a few tracks kicking around. And of course there's always cool covers to redo. So probably just keep putting a few things out there, maybe every couple months and see what happens. And if the interest is there, well, 
maybe it turns into a you know band an actual performing live band excellent well i know um your other band uh, granny Barrel, you've got a new song out uh, there uh, the art of deception can you tell the listeners a bit about that one yeah yeah so that's not even a week old it came out last friday and another track produced by david bendis and if you don't know who he is you should wikipedia david he's He's a 30 times platinum producer and he's got, you know, he's done everything from breaking Benjamin to kill switch. And, uh, yeah, I, I co-wrote that song with David. Uh, the song begs the question, who do you trust? Your leaders, your friends, um, beware of the wolves in sheep's clothing. And then you can take from that, you know, whatever you, whatever you will. But, uh, it's a great song. The video was uh, filmed by David Brodsky from My Good Eye Visuals, and you can look up his work. He's done uh, bands like Clutch and Queensryche, and we shot the video in an old castle on the Hudson River, and uh, super stoked about the response right now. Yeah, that video is um, definitely has like a Dio, you know, King Diamond kind of atmosphere with the old castle. Definitely not like, uh, you know, the pandemic videos we see where everyone's kind of like in the, the Brady Bunch squares. <laughs> I know. You don't get a lot of choices for that. Well, <laughs> I, so the video was actually done pre-pandemic, and it was about to come out. And then, it well, pandemic, it's like, we're going to just put the video out right now? Because at first, as you remember, when the pan- pandemic first hit, it was like no one even knew what was going to happen. It was like, is this the end of the world? <laughs> like, what? what's happening? So it was like, let's just not do anything right now. And then um, and let's see what happens. And then the longer time went on, it was like, well, we started to do this Leroy 13 project. And it's like, well, let's just focus on this. We've got time. And uh, so, yeah, that's why we didn't have to do that one with the Zoom squares. <laughs> <laughs> Well, will this uh, new single be uh, for a new album, maybe? Or are you going to just continue to kind of sprinkle out singles here and there? Yeah, just, I think, sprinkle out singles. It's, it, you know, we've been talking to management about it, and it's like, so Granny's been around for a couple, you know, a couple of years now. Well, more than a couple, but, uh, you know, last few years touring and, and, and just kind of getting the word out. And it, it would be wiser, we think, to put a record out when there's, more behind it and we've been building so we've been you know with pre-pandemic touring just keep releasing singles really put a lot of focus and marketing behind those and attention and uh we do have a record i mean by the time we're done releasing singles it'll be here's your record <laughs> here's your record but but we have but we're always we're always writing so it's in the future yes excellent well um can you talk uh, a bit about the the character of granny for the the people out there, maybe if they haven't discovered you guys yet, I read uh, uh, Neo Victorian Shock Rock Nightmare. I love that. Yeah, you know, I've always been uh, into, well, you know, this is the entertainment business. And I, you know, back in the day when I used to go see bands, I, I really, really enjoyed the theatrical part of it. And I thought to myself, I want to do something. This was some years back when Granny first started. And uh, really, that was that particular band was born out of just this character I had. I was playing around uh, with cartoon character. I had a, I'm an artist and I have a bunch of little characters and I had this kind of gnarly old woman. And we, we had a, um, at the time I had my band titanium black. Now this is 10 years ago. Um, 
we had a Halloween show and I was like, you know, I'm going to dress up as this crazy old woman and front a metal band and I'm going to see how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually how it started. And uh, a lot of my friends and the fans were like, dude, you got to You got to like have a band. This is crazy. You know, you come out with a rocking chair on stage and, you know, you're you're like, well, it's like an old woman. You, you say and do what you want. You don't really care what anybody thinks, and you're kind. Of, you look old, but you're you're a badass. Um, and then as time has gone on, you know, it started out kind of tongue in cheek, but it's it's there's a, a a bit of a psychology behind Granny, which is really it's just um, a middle finger to stereotypes. I mean, I'm up there. I'm dressed like an old woman. Um, it's not really typical, but, but again, that's rock, right? It's nonconformist. And really it's just about freedom of expression. That's what granny is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Norman Bates meets, I don't know if Norman Bates and Marilyn Manson had a front front person child that that's who granny would be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. You you incorporate that into the, the live shows as well. I know you guys have toured quite a bit over the years. Obviously, that's on hold, but will you try to get back on the road uh, for the new songs if, if things maybe open up again this year? Oh, absolutely. I got to imagine that, you know, all, I mean, all my friends, I mean, I've been talking to Troy and, and Will and, you, you know, just, I mean, musicians all around the world, they can't wait to get back out. And I'm I'm ready. I'm one of them. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I know uh, Stand Up and Shout is out from uh, Leroy 13 and The Art of Deception from Granny Four Barrel. Is there anything else maybe in the works or something else we should watch out for? Well, just like I said, um, I think probably the next order of business is another track from Leroy 13. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to alternate these projects. Going to you know let Granny the new uh, Art of Deception single, you know, let that percolate out there for six eight weeks. And then right at the tail end of that, insert another Leroy 13 track and just keep doing that throughout the rest of the year, right? I mean, there's <laughs> we're, we're probably not going to be playing live, so we're going to stay busy recording, and, and that's about it. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to what's coming up. And, you know, it's great, again, all the money from Stand Up and Shout going to the, uh, the Dio Cancer Fund. And we'll see what happens, but hopefully you guys uh, get back out on the road here and uh, start to playing some more shows. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, well, I, well, I appreciate it, Dustin. And uh, yeah, it was great to talk to you. How's things are now? We're, we're, I'm calling where, Minnesota? Yep, we're in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, what's what's going on over there, weather-wise? Uh, you know, it's uh, typical for Minnesota. It's um, like 50 degrees, and then it was 30 below for about a week and a half, and now it's <laughs> 70, so it's all over the place. Uh, yeah, well, I'm in upstate New York, so I'm I'm near Syracuse. I'm actually a Swigo, so I'm like on Lake Ontario, and uh, yeah, it's typical similar weather up here. We still got snow, and uh, yeah, it's like you know 20 degrees today. <laughs> awesome, man! Again, it's been great speaking with you, and I'm digging the new songs, and hopefully we can speak again soon sometime. Thanks. I hope I see you out on the road. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, Terry. Take care, Dustin. And again, that was singer Terry Leroy from Leroy 13. The new single, Stand Up and Shout, is out. All the proceeds going to the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Fund and also his other band, Granny Four Barrel. They've got a new song out as well and a new video, The Art of Deception.
This is Vivian Campbell from Dio, and this is The Five Count.
this is Kane Hodder, Jason from Friday the 13th, Victor Crowley from the Hatchet Films. You're listening to The Five Count. Keep listening or I'll kill you. We're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Ton. Good to see you. Thank you so much. That was uh, Terry Leroy and Granny Four Barrel. Also, Leroy 13. Stand up and shout, Ton. It's a Ronnie James Dio tribute song. Yeah, it is. All the proceeds go to the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Fund. That's really nice of them. Oh, I thought so, too. That's why I said, you know what? You should be on the show, because this is probably the best way to get the word out to, like, at least half a dozen people. Yeah, at least. 
So there you go. Well on your way. Looking at you, Floyd Shouts. You probably cured cancer by now. Thanks, Ton. You're so welcome. You know what, Ton? We've got something extra special. I'm talking about a five-count mailbag question. No way. From Billy Floyd Shouts. That is such a guy. He is a resident big-time fan of yours. And he's got a question here. All right. Recently, I had a very encouraging quarterly checkup with my physician, down 40 pounds since Christmas. Wow. Awesome, man. That's awesome. Yes, congrats, dude. So, I am treating myself to lunch from my favorite pig out restaurant. He's going to undo it one afternoon. Oh, man. Come on, Floyd. Yeah, don't do it. The 5 8 Club in Minneapolis. That's his pig out restaurant. I've never been there. My question for you is what is your pig out restaurant of choice? Wow. Signed, 40 pounds lighter, Floyd Shouts. Crazy. Well, first off, congrats, dude. Seriously, that's actually a big deal. 40 pounds. That's that's commendable. Good job, man. Good I, job. But don't don't let the pig out sesh throw you off track. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know if he and I have talked since I lost a bunch of weight or what, but I've, I've had the worst time since trying to go to a maintaining my same weight phase. I've just had a terrible time. So I'm, I'm still, I haven't gained, I've maybe gained back 10 pounds after losing 60, which for me was, um, you know, quite, quite a bit. And that and that's fine. Like I'm not saying that I'm out of control or gone way backwards or whatever, but it is tough. It is it is a lot more tough to incorporating more food to try to get to my maintenance level has made it way worse because the the cravings and stuff are just way harder to deal with. So it suddenly became like way harder even than I remember before to to say no to food. So in that respect, I'm going to answer your question by saying, I don't think I have a single one. I think like now it feels like if I go out to eat at all, it's my pig out excuse. That's what it feels like, which is bad. But uh, in reality, I don't really go out to eat all that often. So um, anytime that I go out to eat, I kind of feel like it's like a like a special thing and and i don't really i don't like eat fast food ever so and i I wouldn't really consider that going out to eat i consider going out to eat like going and sitting down at a restaurant or whatever so right now i mean when i get to choose i typically choose someplace like uh in town like i like ummies but i i like ummies because they do um i i uh I'm allergic to wheat, so I can't just get boneless wings from anywhere anymore. But they do an unbreaded chicken chunks that they still like give a light fry to and then toss in a sauce. So it's like having a boneless wing, but it's not all the breading on it. And I actually love it. So that is one of my things that I crave once in a while. How about you? Uh, the correct answer, Ton, is Hunan Garden. Ooh. And I know that you can't go there and enjoy anything other than, like, old soggy broccoli. And rice. 
But uh, Floyd Shouts is definitely afraid of rice and noodles, so you probably can't meet him there. Yeah, I can't meet him there. But I could go by myself, and I could celebrate Floyd Shouts' newfound loose-fitting pants by uh, eating... uh, you know, for three hours or so. You should do it. I should do it. Three hours? And I will do it. Is that real? You know what our new favorite pigout restaurant should be? What? Uh, the Culver's in Waseca. Yes. We should go there. My daughter loves Culver's. Hey, Floyd Shouts, uh, I don't know if we should even mention this on air. This is probably a discussion we should have off air. But I say, if you hit uh, the 60-pound mark, Ton and I will come to the Culver's in Waseca and we'll record the show there. Yes, dude. I don't know if that's legally something we can do, but I, you own the place, right? So If it's on an eat day, I will eat there, and we'll have a Sunday and everything, and I will gladly be there and chow down, and it'll be awesome. We could set up the recording in the back booth. You know that one lonely booth where it's just meant for one, where you yes. stare at the wall? We could probably do that one. Except it'll be you and I. Yeah, we'll have to squeeze in there. Staring at each other closely. And we could record the program live from culver's you know what i actually don't mind culver's also because they have a um a decent gluten-free bun so that's very rare normally i like to get burgers places but i just order it without a bun like on a bed of lettuce or whatever and i don't mind doing that knifing and forking the it's the most depressing thing i've ever heard but when i really crave like that that kind of experience or that sensation of having a burger in a bun and taking a big bite I go to Culver's. Well, Ton, I hope uh, you have time to discuss another time that possibly uh, might have bitten. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make any sense. I'm saying that like 10 years ago, sometimes stuff was uh, on the biting side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I do remember that. There was a transition or a segue there somewhere, and I killed it. I ate it. You murdered it and ate it up it. 17 times over. It bites. It, it bites. Def- That's what I was trying to say. Definitely bites. Damn it, son. Your skills with this new machine bite. Well, you know, maybe we should just uh, see if things were biting <laughs> years ago. You're an amazing guy. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years and five count history. What a fabulous man you are. Thank you so much, Ton. You know what? You and me were here 10 years ago. It was a special two-hour episode. Really? Back when we were only a one-hour episode. Two hours doing the show together. March 19th, 2011. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here's the thing, Ton. During the first hour, we tried to educate the listeners about the dangers of tooth decay with the help of Muhammad Ali. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that we talked about teeth for some reason, because yeah. we were setting out to eradicate poor oral hygiene 10 yeah, years ago. It really is. It's weird how it seems like we do that from time to time. We somehow get on the same topics from 10 years ago. That's weird. Is that weird and spooky yes. coincidence, or is that a sign that we're recycling and regurgitating? We're on our own cycle. Ton for the rest of the show, we mourned the recent loss of Nate Dog. Oh, man. Remember? Yeah. Nate Dog, he had, did his final regulating 10 years ago. Bummer. We also broke the news about our new clothing line and braced ourselves for the possibility that the supermoon might transform Ton into a wear ton. That's That was a real thing back then. Fortunately, cloud cover helped to soften the blow. Yeah. Ladies, 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> wow. That was 10 years ago in Five Count History. Tom. Sounds like a great show. Well, we played uh, Warren G and Nate Dog, Muhammad Ali, Diamond Head, and uh, Jim Varney's rendition of Gee, I'm Glad It's Raining. Saddest song ever heard. It sounds like a nice show, though. It sounds like a real nice thing. That was 10 years ago, Ton, in five-count history. Boom. How do you like that? I love it. Watch this now. This go like this thing, and then you come up here, and then you go like this. And you hit the wrong button every Son time. Of a... And wow. we're back. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ton. Thanks Man. for being here tonight. I love it. It's, uh, well... It's exciting times, Ton, because the show is coming to a close later, and then the true punks will be doing Electro. Yes. I feel like last week we didn't really spend enough time discussing what uh, a exciting, momentous thing yeah. that has happened here at KMSU. Schedule changes. Afropop got tossed sometime into the afternoon. Probably makes a lot more sense. And now you and the true punks are back together again. The true punks will be doing Electro. Reunited, Ton, and it feels so techno-y. Wow. That's amazing. It is really good. I'm excited for them. So now, if the uh, True Punks were real people who did a show, they could possibly, like, maybe come in and uh, we could swap time slots and be back at our 11 o'clock Saturday nights where we started. Yeah, dude. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. Think about Actually, that. it would not be great. Well, it wouldn't be that funny. great, but... You know what would be great, Ton? If we had another exclusive interview somehow, if we just managed to have like not one but two interviews packed into the same GD show. I think we do have that. How do you even manage to do that? I don't know, but it happens like on a weekly basis. Here we are. It's your super hunkiness. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Done. Uh, Damon Johnson, singer-guitarist for uh, Brother Kane. You remember those guys? They were huge in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Now, he also played with... Let me let me know if you have heard of any of these other bands, okay? All right, all right. Alice Cooper? Yes. Thin Lizzy? Yes. Faith Hill? Yes. Damon Johnson and the Get Ready? Never heard of them. Well, that's his new band. He'll tell us all about it. Yes! They've got a new album. It's called Battle Lessons. Sounds amazing. Well, it's going to be, Ton, and we'll hear about it right now, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Damon Johnson, here on The Five Count. <laughs> And we're joined on the phone today by singer-guitarist Damon Johnson. You might remember him from the band Brother Kane. He was also in Thin Lizzy, played with Alice Cooper. Right now he's got a new band called Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. Hey, Damon, how you doing today? Hey, Justin, I'm doing great, brother. Good to talk with you today. Yeah, you as well. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, man. Well, I know you are back uh, with a new band here, Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. Uh, can you tell the listeners a bit about the new band, if maybe they haven't discovered you yet? Well, I appreciate that, Dustin. I've, um, you know, my resume is is uh, a hot mess. It's a good mess. You know, I've done <laughs> so many things over the course of, of the past couple decades, and I'm proud of that and grateful for that. Um, I've put out a few solo releases uh, in the last 10 years, Dustin, and they've kind of transitioned over different genres. You know, some of it was just acoustic bass. Some of it was kind of kind of straight-ahead rap. But um, as I was putting this record together and writing these songs, I knew that the touring I had done with my trio had really fed the energy of 
you know, the, the arrangements, the guitar riffs, everything that was coming together. So I felt like it was time, man, to give the band its own moniker, you know. I love Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I love Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So we're Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. And I feel like the name is, is perfect for, you know, the kind of music that this new album, Battle Lessons, has, you know, within it. Excellent. Yeah, the new album is out. Uh, you mentioned Battle Lessons. Uh, can you tell us uh, a bit about that? I know the, the single is out and the video. I mean, it's uh, it's getting some good reviews so far. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of interesting that I started making demos for the songs that would you know, ultimately make this album uh, back in October of 2019. And we started recording in February. So it's been about a year ago now you know when we started and of course none of us could have imagined or predicted the pandemic and the effect that that would have on everyone's lives uh, uh not just touring obviously but even the schedule here in nashville you know we were shut down for so long you know we couldn't even get to the studio and and finish the record so it's it's a very bizarre way to complete an album of nine songs that I'd been sitting on, you know, for, for well over a year. Um, but I can't say enough about how proud I am of the guys in the band, Jared Pope and Robbie Harrington. They really brought, you know, their, their own experience to the table with their playing. And, uh, you know, my old friend Nick Raskulinix, who's a pretty much a legend rock producer, uh, you know, man, I'm so proud to have him be a part of my musical journey, I guess. Um, he's, he's, I would love to make records with Nick forever. Um, you know, for a guy with a resume that's got Rush and Foo Fighters and Alice in Chains and Korn, I mean, he's, you know, when I, we've only lived in Nashville for seven years now. When we first moved here from Alabama, which is basically where I've lived my whole life, I could never have dreamt that I would put a band together like this and that I would get to work with someone of Nick's caliber. So uh, I'm very proud and very grateful. Awesome. Again, uh, Battle Lessons is out now, and the title track of the new single, you got the video. And, you know, Damon, you mentioned um, Dream Come Trues and your resume. You've worked with, uh, you know, a lot of people. I imagine uh, teenage you would probably uh, have blown his mind if he knew you were working with, you know, Alice Cooper and Thin Lizzy and all these guys. Justin, you can't say it better than that, buddy. I speak of teenage Damon often. Um, you know, I was just so in love with music. We all were at that time period, you know. Um, and there's no way I could have ever gotten my head around uh, just believing that, you know, my, my journey would take me to the places that it has. Um, you know, really starting with my first real band, which was Brother Kane, you know, us getting signed to Virgin Records, uh, having some real success at rock radio in the 90s, getting to go on tour and open for our heroes like Robert Plant, Van Halen, Aerosmith, Bad Company. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. And when that band called it quits, you know, there was a minute there, Dustin, that I thought maybe that was it for me. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do next. I even thought about going back to school. And, and finishing to get my degree, and uh, and then the Alice Cooper call came in. So it's just been, uh, 
it's just been one incredible experience after another. Well, talking about going back to school, I imagine um, being with Alice, that's got to be kind of like a college course uh, of <laughs> being on the road. It's probably good for your golf game, too, I imagine. Brother, my handicap got almost down to a single digit, which I'm still <laughs> working on. Uh, <laughs> but joining the Alice Cooper band, Dustin, is like you have joined the circus. Uh, there is no more fun to be had than to be a band member with Alice Cooper. Uh, every show is like a vaudevillian production. His fans are passionate, and he's got fans in every country around the world. And, you know, Alice took me to these places that I don't know that I would have ever been able to go otherwise. And, but on a, on a creative level, Dustin, Alice was just rocket fuel for my confidence. We wrote songs together. He was very encouraging of, you know, my progress, uh, you know, it was, it was a thrill for me to come in with, you know, a riff or a vocal melody, and he would take it on and work with it and be like, yeah, man, I really like this. And, and we would bounce lyrics back and forth. Just like you said, man, there's no way that my teenage self could have ever, ever imagined something like that happening. <laughs> and then, you know, an even bigger thrill, really, was in 2011 getting a phone call to join Thin Lizzy. You know, one yeah. of the great guitar bands in the history of rock, period. Um, just unbelievable to get a call from Scott Gorham saying, hey, man, we've got an opening. I need a guitar partner. Are you interested? And I just remember at that moment, Dustin, thinking, Scott Gorham's guitar partners have been Brian Robertson, Gary Moore, Snowy White, John Sykes. Now he's calling me. <laughs> Brother, I didn't sleep for a week. I was so, like, freaked out. Uh, and it's still a thrill, man, to be uh, a part of Thin Lizzy. You know, the band doesn't tour that often, which is perfect for me. I love that it's like that because I can focus on my own, you know, my own music and my solo career, and then I can still go out every couple of years and, and play a few shows with Scott and the guys. It's, uh, it's an honor. Excellent. Uh, Damon, it's great to be speaking with you. I'm excited for where the get ready's going. It's great to see that you're back uh, being the front man again uh, with your great voice as well. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Dustin, thank you for the kind words, brother. Take care, and I hope I see you soon. Bye-bye. And again, that was Damon Johnson of Damon Johnson and the Get Ready and uh, the new album Battle Lessons, the single Battle Lessons, and the video for Battle Lessons is out now.
Hi, everybody. This is Scott Gore from Thin Lizzy and the Black Star Riders. You're listening to The Five Count.
from out of the past On a moon jet from out of bound I try to relax When my church runs me out of town
Dennis Dunaway of the original Alice Cooper group. You're listening to The Five Counts.
Thank you so much you're so welcome and fool's channel it's my pleasure it's really my pleasure that was damon johnson it's my pleasure to be your pleasure son you are making everything very pleasurable you know it's been a great show and i can't help every time you talk about this guy 
I keep thinking about Brian Johnson. I don't want to. I don't want to steal the spotlight or anything, but I recently watched. You know Brian Johnson, right? Lead singer of ACDC. Not personally. I mean, I was uh, at a couple parties with him, but we just kind of said, you know, casual. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Nothing, you know, more than surface level. Well, I noticed that he's got a, a, a YouTube channel, Brian Johnson TV. And I recently watched his video hanging out with Dave Grohl, and I was amazed. It was awesome. It's like an hour-long video went by like like nothing. I didn't think it was an hour long at all. Really cool. Really good conversation. Do you think anyone ever thinks about this show that way? I don't know. I hope so. But I do know that they talked about you a lot. All that time back in the 90s when you were on tour with both of them. Are you sure you're not confusing me with Pat Smear? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I, I get that all the time. I was, I mean, I'm pretty sure. They well, showed pictures and everything. I appreciate that ton. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, that was Damon Johnson from Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. It was very good. That was a great interview. Love it. The new album, Battle Lessons, is out now. Go check it out. Yeah, thanks also to Terry Leroy for being on the show. It was really great having That's a twofer. Some people are going to be like, hey, why didn't you just like save one of those for another week? Because you don't want to just like have too much. And the thing is, we have too much. We have too much. We've got another interview next week. We have so much more to give. I can't even handle it. It's like, you will not believe some of the people that we will be having on the show here coming up. <laughs> We're just givers. I uh, let Ton in on one the other day, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. Blew my mind. You're going to love it. Probably. You're going to love it, and you're going to take it. And or, we're going to give it. Or you might think it's horrible. Giver, Dust. Yeah. Just give her. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to do that. Thank you. Ton, let's uh, spend the next four minutes discussing all the various ways that you could listen to and support the five count. Well, first, I would like to say thank you so much for joining us right here on 89.7 FM KMSU. This is the five count. We've been at it for a really long time. And if you're listening now, thank you so much. If you're listening to us on podcast, thank you once again. If you are a Patreon subscriber, is that how you say that? A patron? You don't have to say it's so weird, but yes, that thank is a thing. Thank you. A patron, a five count associate producer. Yes, you guys are amazing. I love you guys. It's so great. You're helping us so much. Go to the five count.com. We've got everything that you want to know everything under the sun that you can think of that you're like geez i wonder what color t-shirts dusty wears the bed it's on the five count.com just go there it's all there for you really i think so when you're done there use the links go to youtube we've got so much stuff really We've got interviews on YouTube. We've got the Five Count Co-op on YouTube. If you're a Patreon affiliate, I'll call you that. Okay. If you're an associate producer of this program, you've got early access to all of it, plus additional super fun content like the Five Count at the movies right on Patreon. Which we're going to have to do next week. Yeah, we are. Five Count Co-ops are going to be up new here soon, too. Probably also, maybe. Wait. I can't wait. Todd, can I say big, big, big thank yous to some people who donated to our GoFundMe page? Yes. To help with this equipment. Uh, we've got some new donations in. Uh, one from uh, former Five Count house band drummer Kyle Nordland. Yes. Also our good time, uh, long time personal friend, bestie Tracy Johnson, who for some reason has been listening back 
since like the curfew days. Yeah, man. And also big, huge shout out to uh, Rascal DNA. Remember those guys? Yes. They donated some big money. Emily from Rascal DNA. Emily and Stuart, really, now that they're married, it's probably both of their money. They they donated huge money. It's amazing. Also, Nikki. Nikki left us a voicemail. Yep. Thank you so much. Leslie, James, Jeff, you guys are amazing. Carla, Lori, all of you. I don't want to get into to last names all the time, but... I tell everyone, everyone's business. It's a huge deal. It really means a lot to us. And it's really been just amazing to be able to get this board and hear each other again. Just that alone is so much worth it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ton. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day, which is today, but actually was a few days ago. Hey, go to Lori Dawn Ceramics, buy the five count medallion. That'll make a special gift for that special someone. Do it. And I think we're done, Ton. Thank you so much uh, for another spectacular show. It's been a great show. It's been a great time. Hey, we'll see you next week. I'll be here. So long. See ya.